Alonso puts one up. Chimil go header. Go! I mean, he takes it on one foot and he slaps it home on the other one. Oh, go! Go! Is as pretty as Duke as you're going to see in any old looking back. The shot! Goal by the captain! 2-1! Union! Here's Montero striking! Goal! 6-1! They win this with an exclamation point. The Union are in first place in the Eastern Conference. Hey everybody, welcome to uh, Views from the Bridge, the podcast, one of many, really, about your first place in the East, still, Justin, bit of a panic attack, Philadelphia Union. Uh, I'm your host, as as mathematically proven most of the time, Evan Valala, and I'm joined by two of my friends. One of them, uh, Chuck Booth, is underwater right now in Baltimore, so he's not here. Uh, introduce you first, the man that put together that underwater. wonderful intro let, that you heard. Let us clarify that, just, that just Chuck Booth is okay. The second person interrupted me, good God. Good God. Yes, Chuck's not actually underwater. He's fine. But it seems like the rest of Baltimore is. Anyway, in order of you heard, hearing them interrupting me, first, Justin Ashcraft, how are you? What's up? You know, I'm doing great when I'm not being uh, double interrupted when I'm trying to intro okay, people. I'll, but that's, I'll, that's fine. I'll, be I'll right. try to be nice nope, for the rest nope, of the uh, let's, let's What's not, done is done. What's done is done. Let's not minimize the sanctity mm. of this podcast. God forbid mm. it's not so clean when you get your whole intro in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other person joining me, you just heard him. Uh, it's Paul Katrina Jr., who probably doesn't even know how to spell sanctity. I can confirm that I don't. Mm. It's fair not enough. off the top I was of gonna have a, I was going to have a crack, but I don't either, so I'll just stop it. Uh, gentlemen, after back-to-back really terrible losses, trademark, the Philadelphia Union go in the D.C. and, uh put on a bit of a show yes that's they true. did Whew. man a little bit of a show five yep. to one uh your final i uh, i'll hold off i have a point to make but I'll, I'll wait uh team stats the one that bothered me um 14 shots on target for the union three on target for dc and uh, i don't care where you play um usually if you give up that many shots on target you're gonna let in some goals yeah uh, third minute, Alejandro Bedoya, after a, a very nice Andrew Wooten press. Good to see him uh, playing up to some potential that we thought he was going to have. Uh, Alejandro Bedoya obviously making national headlines for uh, picking up a field mic, uh, asking Congress to do something about the horrific gun violence that's been plaguing this country since, well, I mean the 90s if we're going to be technical about it, but especially the last month or so. Um, Marco Fabian adds one right after. Casper Shabilko gets one in the 52nd. DC responds in the 54th. Fabian in the 70th. And then Fafa Pico puts it away in the 90th. Uh, guys, your overall thoughts in the game in and of itself. I know this was a, a big one. The Union go back on top of the Eastern Conference in first place. Yeah, I mean, like I... I was the one who put the tweet together after posting last week's podcast. I mean, I think this just set up for a bounce-back game Mm -hmm. from the Union. I think they've done pretty well all season long when you have a bad loss kind of coming back the next week with 
a decent performance and uh this was a really good one uh i think you know little maybe maybe a little bit of benefit from var this time rather than uh rather than uh taking something away but that's nice to see after our beginning of the season trouble with var um sure so you know a little bit of a benefit there but i mean i think overall we played a really good game and the guys Mm -hmm. showed up um and despite not having a what i would call a first team lineup on the field uh the guys who were put in showed up as well um i think aurelian colin had a really nice game um so yeah props 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 to the union for a good game Mm -hmm. this this was a complete performance that i think chuck would also like to comment on if he wasn't swimming at the current moment Mm -hmm. that we haven't seen a complete performance from this team without jamiro montero on the field and I don't mm-hmm. even think he had to come into that game for the Union to really impose their will. You know, it it was, you heard it uh, a couple days after the fact, they released that audio from Jim Curtin where he said, I need to see your body language from minute one to minute 90 mm-hmm. that you want to take it to these guys. And our skill sits in the middle of the field. That's where we beat teams. And that's exactly where they beat the teams. Sure, the first goal, yeah, it was Vooten pressing high, and he got a good run on the ball, but they were tearing them apart in the middle of the field. There's simply no build-up that D.C. could achieve, and the one-two pass, it it was crisp, it was efficient, there was a cavalcade of chances that Mm -hmm. the Union could have put away. It could have been really bad before halftime for D.C., like really bad. And, yeah, they're playing ten men down, but they also threw, like, nine guys behind the ball every time Philly had the ball. All they were doing was basically playing Wayne Rooney in the Madunian spot, and he was delivering amazing pass after amazing pass over the top. That was basically the plan from the moment they realized that the Union are going to absolutely run us, like, off the field. So they had to adapt. And you're you're down a man that point, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's already one nothing, and you're down a man, and that was kind of the point. I guess I'll just go for it now. Uh, this would have been a really great statement win if DC had eleven guys on the field. Yeah, totally. I mean, great. I, I think, it's always like, going to be I'm, diminished. I'm not when that upset that they beat DC away, and I think this is a nice three points to have. But like, maybe not five one. And without Bill Hamid, I think you're right. I think it's like eight one or something ridiculous. But or if anybody on this team could um, put a PK in the back of the net. Yeah, maybe. Wow, guys. Maybe. Guys. Ooh. Our, du- our double-digit goal scorer, the only one on our team, <laughs> is never allowed to take yeah. penalty kicks again no. for the rest of the no, season. He's, he's um, genuinely not. I mean, if you, had that, if you had the number 35 on the field uh, when the PK was earned, it's True. probably 6-1. True. I also think Marco could take that PK. Yeah, I think Marco's. I, I think Marco's. Remember what he did with his two PKs at the beginning of the year, though he didn't really make them. That's uber fantastic, Evan. I still think his form <laughs> is good what enough. If it's, what if it's lift fantastic, Paul? That's not great. You know, okay. you're not getting as much yeah. out of it. It's um, true. Um, no, but but what I wanted to put forward, like, is this any less of a result 
because it's against 10 men and we still don't know that the Union can put it away against 11 men No, down the stretch? No, because D.C. still have quality players on the field. It's not like... But they're not going to play attacking football with 10 people. But they've shown that they can they've shown that they can play counterattacking when they need to, you know? And granted, it is against... 10 men, though. It's not great. It's good. What? Like, yes, it's great. I'll take the three points. I love the three points. I'm never going to complain about three points. But let's not go, like, we're the best team in the world because we beat D.C. with ten men. I'm sorry. Is that what I said, Evan? Let's, no, but, I mean, let's beat Houston at home, and then let's take three from Chicago, and then we'll go from there. Because, like, I don't think D.C. is going to get a red against against us for the, the other fixture at home. I don't think Yosef Martinez is still going to be out come to 31st, although I think Atlanta might have some, some schedule congestion especially after making the Open Cup final. But, like, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a lot more focused on those three home matches where it's D.C., Atlanta, and LAFC to end August and to open September than I am with the other two coming up where you have home against Houston who have fallen off hardcore, so you should beat them, and then away against Chicago who still haven't shown a whole lot in the last month or so. So, like, you did your business here. You got your three points I don't know. I'm not like, oh, this team's a world beater and we're going to, you know, run the table or whatever just because we beat 10 men by four goals. I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that, that, yeah, I mean, that this team is the best team in the Eastern Conference now that we beat D.C. with 10 men mm. or whatever. But, I mean, you have to, like, if you're going to go up a man that early in the match, yeah. you, I mean, you should be expected to win that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By multiple goals, like it's uh-huh. it's not a you know, and if that game was three one, I would have been just as satisfied. It didn't. Right. It didn't need to be five one. Yeah. I I mean I just think the team looked very clean uh, in uh-huh. that game. There was not a whole lot of silly mistakes. There wasn't a whole lot of crazy defending at the back. Like what'd you say? Three shots on target for DC. Like I yeah. Andre yeah. And, Andre Blake's not making crazy saves to keep that at five one. This mm-hmm. this game's not a game that's gonna turn five three or something like that. So I just don't I don't I mean I'm not gonna sit here and say it was it was the definitive performance of the Philadelphia Union season and now we're sure. on a roll. But I think it's a it it's helps, a game sure. where you gain momentum. It's a game yeah. where you gain confidence. It's a game that you got Montiero twenty five minutes coming back mm-hmm. from injury. It's a game where Vooten finally showed that he has some potential in MLS. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a game where Fabian scores twice, which he's all of a sudden looking like maybe he might be the designated player that we thought he was going to be at the beginning of the season. Uh, wait a week or two. I mean, I'm gonna I'm willing yeah. to wait a week or two, but like he scored what five goals in the last three weeks, four weeks, something like that. So I just don't. I mean, I think you're seeing him start to turn a corner in MLS that. There are designated players that take time to integrate sure. into oh, this yeah. this league, and so I just think you're starting to see some positive things. It's also a game that we got trusty off the field for 90 minutes. Um, yeah, you know, and so I'm not complaining. No, he's got uh, four goals in the last month. We'll call it. Fabian. So it was one against Orlando, one against Chicago, and then two against DC. It's also a game where we saw. He does have some assists. One against DC. 
uh, which is his only in MLS, actually. Okay. Yeah. By some assists, I mean the sum of one assist. <laughs> Good. Okay. Right. Yeah. Super. Super save there. Uh, it's also mm-hmm. a game where we saw Warren Craval actually yes. advance up the field and make good forward passes in the final third. A guy that we have been standing heavily on this podcast. Guys, Warren Craval is a good MLS player. Like, this midfield is now uber-loaded. I'm loving using the word uber this week for some reason. But, man, Apparently. it's really good to see because... That is where a lot of these battles are going to be won against these really good teams, you know? You know, especially, you know, if this is the game where Trusty looks at the result and he goes, man, I really need to step it up, and he returns mm. to the great partnership of Elliot Trusty that we were seeing at the beginning of the year, defensively we'll mm. be able to shut it down. You know, we really should be able to do that. You know, I mean, and we just, still have a certain right back who's playing... Oh, Not guys, yeah. guys, guys. I will say Ray yeah, Gaddis uh, had his best game of the season. Against ten men. Yeah. <laughs> against ten men. That's, Come on. I'm just saying he had his best nope. I, I, nope. play, play a good game like that against the Ray Gaddis had his best game of the season <laughs> against Dude, I, DC United. On the road, can I? Can we actually shout out like Aurelia and Colin yes. or Warren Craval? Oh no, he played. Actually... Gr- he had a couple passes that pissed me off, but he played great. He really. I did. think Craval, for what it was, and for what he's been asked to do, was phenomenal. Yes, yes. I mean, just the and fact I that mind... sure, just the fact that he was on the field. Who do you? Brandon Aronson got ninety minutes not on the field. Right. So. This right. is the squad right. rotation that we've been wanting to see all season. This was Jim Curtin More or less. putting his yeah. putting his trust in guys and not running down the core of this team, you know? And now these are young guys who are seeing that this team can operate without them, and that should only motivate them more, given the union's track record of not holding on to their homegrown talent. You know, it's something that happened with uh, Zach, Fe- Zach Pfeffer, you know? And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's... You know, something that should, it should genuinely light a fire under these young guys. Because there is very good quality on this team now. There is depth on this team at numerous positions in the midfield and up top. So mm-hmm. if these guys don't pull it together, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that they're not in the long-term plan for Philadelphia. If Ernst Tanner can flip them for a couple mil. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Germany, uh, Alex Meyer was at Philadelphia Union training today. That's a good man bun to be in that. With, uh, with, with various people saying various things about him. Uh, Matt DeGeorge in between covering uh, girls' junior varsity swimming and uh, the local chess club tournament said that the Union were not looking to sign him. Uh, my, immediately, I think a lot of people on Twitter, uh, and myself, well, a lot of people on Twitter said, hey, this reminds us of Gucci Anye, who was just training before the Philadelphia Union signed him. I don't see why you bring in somebody who would be on a free, who has a lot of, uh, connections to the Philadelphia Union, who might be able to contribute down the stretch, and not sign him for half a year. 
at uh, but who's clearing way for him? Uh, Sergio Santos. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, we don't like that. Now here, he can play attacking midfield. Okay. Do you do you bring him in and you send Aronson down? Is there no. any way that you see Alexander Meyer joining the, joining the union? No. I think it's a little weird that he's hanging out the day before the transfer window ends. I mean, although that doesn't matter because he'd be on a free, so you can sign him whenever you want. But I, I don't, like, you know, listen. He bagged 19 goals in the Bundesliga in 2014-2015. Won the Golden Boot that year. Last year for St. Pauli, he put two goals in two games. He's 36, which is old but I mean is there do, do we do we care does it matter is there anything to this are we just speculating reckless speculation reckless speculation this is a no go I, 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 get, I get one a year that's fine you're entitled to that and I'm glad you used it for this one despite the Thank fact you. that I'm going to shoot it down in like 10 seconds um, Thank you so much. I would much rather see the faith be put in Brendan Aronson's ability to grow as a player than to bring in That's a fair. 36-year-old with a man bun. Striker who could play as a attacking midfield. Yeah, I'm good I'm good on that. Okay. Justin, you audibly groaned and I think shifted in your chair. Yeah, I mean I just I don't think No. <laughs> okay. Great. We don't we don't we don't we don't need another player on the books. I think we, you're talking about attacking midfielder. You've got basically Fabian and Aronson who play that yep. role. With the yep. uh, possibility of Montiero playing that role, um, especially with Craval back, if you've got Craval, that you can stick it, you know, one of the other midfield spots, and, and Montiero can be pushed up the field if if mm-hmm. Fabian would go down with an under, another injury or something. I just don't, I, I just don't see the need for this. I think um, you've got to give, um, you know, I, I I don't think, I mean, you've got to give Vooten some time to get acclimated sure. to MLS yeah. I think putting in a, having another striker you know in that rotation uh, it seems like this team has uh, has a an undying commitment to Corey Burke so yeah I, I don't yeah. need to see another striker on this team right now well we especially if so if you're looking for someone to replace Burke or what have you like I don't think this is it no you know, why go from like a 26, 27 question mark year old Jamaican to a guy that's 10 years his senior. Exactly. Um, so I wonder if it wasn't just something to get Casper and Wooten, who both have German experience. Yeah. Uh, I think Meyer is a really good person who can push first team play. Like if he's just going to yeah. be there as a guy trying to stay fit, he's a great other opponent to go up against in training, you know. He's definitely dynamic enough that Curtin could throw him in whatever drill he really mm-hmm. wants to and just, yep. you know, really challenge those guys. But unless it's been his lifelong dream to play right back, I don't want him <laughs> on the Philadelphia Union. <laughs> uh, do we think maybe there's an outside chance he gets a coaching spot at some point? I'd be cool with that. You know, why, yeah, why not? You know, maybe maybe he's in the this works This is all or a lot for someone that literally just popped up today for, the, I, for what it's worth. 
I wouldn't be surprised though if we would make a half year signing, and I and I'm really not gonna complain about that much because he's not gonna see the field that much. Just a late game sub, right. sure, you know, like whatever, getting yeah. 10, 15, like, I mean, 15 he's minutes here. Sure. You throw him in the box, right? Or, or in a game you're for fifteen, twenty minutes if you need a goal, and maybe a, it happens. Yeah. I don't, whatever. In a game you're down one nothing, and you got a six five person you could throw on the field to like hang out up there rather than pushing Jack Elliott well, up there, you know. And I mean, fair. To be fair. To be you fair. are down. I imagine. Thank you. I imagine that like not having Corey Burke has kind of thrown off your striker rotation a little bit. Maybe. I don't really think it's an issue at this point. I think they have enough no. options up there right now with him yeah. stranded on an island that it's kind of. <laughs> is that not what the case is? No, the strike. I think the striker rotation is absolutely fine. But yes, okay. to Justin's credit, you know. If the union do want to play a high press, you know, you could mm. play with two strikers up top and just kind of have him linger up there. I mean, yeah. Drogba was scoring bangers at the same age in MLS. Right. You know, why can't Alex Meyer? A little different quality of player, to be fair to Drogba, hmm. uh, who was still scoring bangers in his 40s in Phoenix. But. Alex Meyer is an extremely talented player who would no, do I, great on a team agree. not yeah. named Philadelphia. We just don't know if it's this one. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, boys, we're in a good spot. I think the Union are in a... Well, we'll call it a decent spot. I think the Union are, are in a decent spot. And we're in the limelight because we have a captain who is, who not, is not afraid, afraid to, to say what oh. is on his mind. Bedoya okay. Brave, folks. I'm talking yeah. Ali saying what needs to be said. It is great to hear. It's great to see him not back down from it. It's great to see his mm-hmm. coach support him yep. the entire team support him and most and of ml yeah the him. league support him player of the week for mls this week and granted yep. he had a goal that kind of you know <laughs> pushed it's not just they gave him the award because he did this one the, thing you know he got the yeah. opening goal <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know that's a reason as well but yeah you know if this is what it takes for this team to be relevant and not just them being in first place then by all mm-hmm. means, that's the captain doing his job. That's the captain creating that external pressure to succeed now that the spotlight has been put on them. And I think yeah. it's a wonderful thing to see because Philadelphia has never been in this situation as a soccer team. Not this late, at least. No, nah, no. Nah. Oh, God, Bedoya is awesome. He's pretty great. Yeah. Nah, I'm a great. fan. I've been listening to everything that he's been on, like Extra mm. Time Radio. I listened to him on uh, mm. Levitard, South Beat Sessions, which was yes. really good. That's where he's from down there, so Levitard does a yep. great job with that. But, you know, just there, there's no there's no sugarcoating it with him. He is the guy. And he's good. He's going to speak it like it is, and I think that that's... I mean, that's what you want to kind of, I mean, I thought besides that, besides what he said this week, which I think has all been great, I think, I mean, he had a, he looked good this week. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've, you know, we've talked about him before and said, like, well, why can't he play like the designated player that he actually is? Uh, and, like, he played really well, I thought. I think he played like uh, a captain should. He kind of, you know, like, I mean, you said earlier, Paul, like, this was a pretty demanding and a pretty, uh, like pretty talented midfield performance and I thought he was a crucial part of that as well um and so I thought he just looked 
really good this week um, overall. And you, yeah, I mean, you'd love to see the activism as well. Yeah, and it's not even just his defensive work, like him running like a maniac everywhere. He was making so many final third runs as well that you could see him getting visibly frustrated in like the 70th minute that his guys weren't finding him on those runs because he was in so much space with no one around him. And it's like, that's the motivate. Like, he's so hungry for more. You know, like, he knows how talented this team is, and he knows that they could have beat that team 10 to 1 if they really, you know, put their top foot forward. But he's, play- he's playing like a designated player should, and the stats won't show it, but we're all here for it. We're all here yep. for it because we know that it's that level of work on an MLS team. That gets you to the next level. Uh, boys, your your next match, Sunday the 11th, at home, dollar dog night, by the way. Um, Houston Dynamo, at home. Um, today, they actually just brought in Christian Ramirez. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, um, he gets his first look that game. Which will be interesting. Um Four goals, two assists in 17 appearances this season. Um, came over in 2017 with Minnesota United after their NASL departure. Uh, 27 goals, seven assists, and 74 appearances for uh, his MLS career. Um, also a goal in his one postseason appearance. One goal and two appearances for Greg Berhalter in the U.S. men's national team. Uh, Dynamo three points off the playoff spot in the Western Conference. Uh, haven't been great as of late. Haven't be haven't been great really all season. They've been good at points, but you know there's nothing consistent about the way they've approached the season. Yeah, you know, and they uh, do have a lot of out, weapons. You know, they really they do. do. Uh, last time out, they lost to Chicago. Um, this last month or so. Uh, beat Red Bull 4 nothing, which was weird. Lost to Cincy 3-2. <laughs> lost to LAFC. Lost to Atlanta. Beat Toronto. Lost to Club America on penalties. Lost to Seattle. And then, like I said, most recently, lose to Chicago. They do play New York City FC on the 8th, which is tomorrow. Um, or today, I suppose, if you're listening to this now. which However that works. Um, so they're away at New York. And then they'll play here on the 11th. Uh... Three points out of this one, surely. It's got to be, you know. Especially, you know, yeah. I, you don't expect them to punt against New York City. You know, no. I'm sure uh, they don't. They can't afford to really, you know, give up any game. And especially since they have to come to us, it's definitely going to be uh, not ideal for them. And it should set up perfectly for the Union to kind of impose their will again. You know, I think with. Montero getting the minutes, despite the fact that I don't even think he should have saw the field. I'm glad he got the minutes. I'm really, I really do, just to get him back into the feel of a game. I think now with him back and healthy, with Fabian clicking, yeah, this should, all signs point to them winning like three to one. It, I, I don't know. It, it could be even more. I don't see Houston as much of a threat, even with Ramirez. You know, you don't 
you don't acclimate to a new team that quickly where the turnaround is, okay, welcome right. to this team. We have a game tomorrow. Yeah. I don't think you should play in that one. And Okay. But, but I think, I think we might play you against, against the, the first-place team in the East on their turf. How does that mm. sound, buddy? Not great, Bob. Not great. <laughs> Justin, your thoughts on the impending game against Houston? Yeah. I mean, so... <laughs> yeah. Yes? <laughs> Tepid, apparently? I mean, this is a team that I just don't like our... I don't like the games we... Justin, they lost to Cincinnati. They also beat us in the Open Cup final last year. <laughs> and they've knocked us out of the playoffs, and they've beat us in very weird games, and I just... Guys, guys we're, having, we're having the wrong flashbacks. I need us to have the good flashbacks. <laughs> Let me try again. They lost to Cincinnati a month ago. Two. Okay, well... Sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I thanks. should have more... Thanks, Evan. I should have more confidence yep. than I do. I just don't. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I think we should be able to... Like, this should be a pretty easy game. It should be a pretty easy game. I'm just worried that it won't be. Man, I can't um, wait for next week when we lose 2-1. to one. Yeah, right. <laughs> then I could be like, the, go, the complacency so. of our arguments yeah. this week are going to be so so terrible to revisit yeah. when this game goes to absolute shit. I, I have all right. Yeah. Here, here's here's the thing I have going. I think there's going to yeah. be another red card in this game, but I think it's mm-hmm. going to be for the Union. I think it's going to happen okay. in the first half, and someone on the Union is going to be sent off, and we're going to end up settling for a draw. That's the mm. that's the pessimist in me, but if all goes mm. well, it should be three to one Union. But something in my mind is telling me that this game could go to shit. Yeah. If if it so wants to, just because of the fact that you're you're right, dude. We don't have great games against Houston, but looking at this Houston team, I don't see much that really poses a threat that we can't handle. Especially now that Montero's returned. You're right. And like I said for this game, I mean, I think this game is an indication that we're starting to roll and we're starting to figure it out. And I think Fabian's starting to get there. Montero's back from injury. Um, mm-hmm. We can rest Brendan Aronson. Like, there, uh, Vooten might be finding his footing in MLS. Um, mm-hmm. So I just think all those things put together, I mean, I think this team's starting to find a stride. Um, now if we can do that two weeks in a row and we can do it against a team that has 11 guys on the field then that would be great um but yeah so i mean i I mean there there's a lot to be positive about this it's just the opponent that i feel like is might be a little bit of our kryptonite especially at talent energy fair enough uh last thing i want to touch on there's a couple teams around us that have a game in hand. Are we, uh, or multiple, in fact. Are we, uh, are we afraid of that at all? As I pull it up. I, so Atlanta have a I, game in hand and they're on 39. We're on 42. It doesn't Ooh. make me nervous about, yeah. you know, our chances of getting a home playoff game. You sure. know? I feel as though there's only a couple teams that concern me in terms of them NYCFC going on a run. NYCFC is the only one where I'm like, that's weird, because they've only played 21. And that's that's MLS's fault, you know. Like, yeah. What are you going to do there? 
I feel like if they had played the same amount of games that the Union have at this point, they wouldn't be so, like, they're going to explode and break the points Mm. record for the MLS season. It's like, they just don't lose. It's like, that's because they don't play. You know, and they also play on a field that is 80%. five feet by 10 feet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, my goodness. It's not... No, it doesn't concern me that they have so many games in hand because I only think I think New York City Atlanta Mm -hmm. and Philadelphia are those teams that you're giving them the upper hand 8 out of 10 times when it comes to games when they're at full strength and they're playing the style that they want to play I have all the confidence in the world that it's going to be a top 3 if not top four campaign for Philadelphia this year. And mm-hmm. it's finally something that the fans can buy into, which is a home playoff game. That's mm-hmm. really what Philadelphia needs at this point. They need they need playoff atmosphere to take this team to another level as a franchise. Because there's never been that atmosphere before in talent energy. There's never been such high stakes where you of the Sons of Ben absolutely belting... <laughs> their faces off because mm. they know it's do or die. Like, Open mm. Cup is one thing. Yeah, we're fighting for a trophy at home a couple times. That's one thing. But it's, it's not the MLS Cup, man. It's, it, it, it means so much more. I, yeah. I mean, how would I know? It's never happened here. But I feel like it would mean so much more that sure. this city finally gets that chance to root for it. And I think the team knows that. And I think they're skilled enough to take on that challenge. But game in, games in hand don't concern me because I think they still have to play the same amount of games we do. And Philadelphia mm-hmm. is a damn good team right now. And they're deep. Yeah. I, can't, I can't say enough how deep this team is. I mean, I think so. The games in hand don't scare me in the sense of what are we trying to accomplish right at this point we're just trying to get in the playoffs and and that's weird to say sitting in first place but like the st- stupid supporter shield doesn't matter one bit well you're not getting that we're not no i mean you're not getting that anyway but like just finishing in first place it's like oh cool you finished first place in the regular season if you lose your first mm. round game no uh, one cares no one cares uh, mm-hmm. so i just don't think it i just i'm not sitting here going oh we have to finish in first place so this season is a is a loss you know like yes. it just doesn't it just doesn't matter um yeah so it's I a just, nice benchmark like i like yeah. the buy but it doesn't mean anything if you still get bounced your first time of asking in the playoffs exactly yeah. exactly so i think trying to go into the playoffs on, on a good run and if that means you know we lose another game or two before kind of the last couple games of the season but then we kind of turn around for the last couple games of the season and we get in yep. uh, in the second third seed i'm not gonna sit here and complain and be like oh this season was terrible because we didn't finish in first place but i just i mean so i'm not no i'm not worried about it i think we just need to take care of business on the field and control what we can control and unfortunately we can't control whether we finish in first place at this point because of New York's games in hand uh, and mm. Atlanta's games in hand, but we we just have to control what we can control, and I don't think that that can even be in the player's mind at all, that these other teams have games in hand. They just have to go out and play the opponent across from them rather than the opponents that are you know around them at the table. Now, 
does a first round bounce from the playoffs get negated if the Union qualify for CONCACAF Champions League? Because no, because Atl- I don't care about the Champions League. Because if Atlanta wins the Open Cup and they end up finishing above us in the standings, yep. they can't qualify twice, so it would go to the second place team, which I could genuinely see the Union getting. Can't be bothered. Couldn't be I bothered with yeah. Champions League. No, I don't care Can't about that bothered. at all because, like, the, so many <laughs> that's, of, that's great. That's fine. No, I'm, but I'm in the same so boat. Many of, <laughs> so many of those games happen in preseason, and like the team's not up and running at that point. We're still trying to add players. We're trying to figure out who's actually going to make the roster. We're trying to integrate, you know, young players into the team, and then we're playing these, you know, Mexican sides who have been playing for three months, four months mm-hmm. in their in their season. And you're asking us to go out there and beat them? Like, no, we're, that's not going to happen. So I just, I don't, you know. And, and that whole thing about, oh, my gosh, uh, Liga MX is so much better because they, they're they better in the Champions League. Well, that's because their season lines up with the Champions League. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? I find it, like- I just find it hilarious that the international appeal of an MLS club getting there is genuinely so meaningless to an MLS like, there's, club. There's so many things that this club needs to do before I think of like oh, like Champions League play would be cool. Where it's like, win a playoff game. Or like, you know, make the playoffs as a top four team. Yeah, or like, yeah. You know, win something, win something domestically. And if you win that, if you get the Champions League you know, entry along the way to some of those yeah. other things, then great. Cool. Yeah, like, like, that's, that's nice. That's, that's nice. It's like, if you finish one or two in the East and you stumble into it, then, like, I don't have a choice, and that's fine. And that's that's cool. Yeah. But, like, don't make, well, we're going to make the CCL, like, a thing. Because no one gives a shit. You're, you're absolutely right. I wanted to win pose the question the and see... For love of God, <laughs> win a playoff game. I wanted to see if you were both rational human beings. I am. had your head screwed on straight. I'm Not glad I do time, this podcast when it comes to the CONCACAF Champions League, I am. <laughs> And, like, yeah, it would be cool to be the first MLS franchise to win it, but, like, whatever. Is it going to matter? Like, do, is that going to make people care? No. Uh, well, we would be uh, placed in yeah. the FIFA Club World Cup, which is a whole other tier Gives a shit. of competition. Another that, thing that make us Real Madrid, so we just get, That yeah, Real so Madrid so. will eventually so win. So bad again, but so. we're different bad because we're better at being bad? I don't know. It, yeah, no thank you. <laughs> Yay, let's go. Can we just decline the invitation to the CONCACAF Champions League and give it to, like, Red Bull or something? There you go. Yeah, we'll do that. Anyway, uh, if you think we're wrong about the CCL and want to see us in it, uh, speaking of other shortened acronyms you can you can find, go to at uh, VFTBpod. Still got it. So before we wrap this up, can yeah. we do a Twitter question? Oh, yeah, do we have one? Go for it. Uh, we got one. While we okay. were recording last week, wow! What? Death. Oh, that's it, right. It yes. came yes. Yes. all we of gotta, us yeah. were like, we have to answer this question. So yeah. I just thank you, sure Justin. We... Let's then let's answer that question. Which so, hey, they sent that question into at VFTB Pod. So if you did. would like to have your question read on air, quote unquote, <laughs> wow, do that. Good you transition. Hack. You Great hack. transition. I still got it. So Collins at MGC three eight four on Hiya. Twitter, mm-hmm. ask the question, if you can take, he's posing a hypothetical, you can sure. take one MLS All-Star for Union second half of season. Who and why? Uh, oh, excuse me. 
I had to look up the roster too, so. Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> so. Do, 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 uh, do, oh, God, they really don't make this easy, do they? Um, <laughs> no, they oh, don't. Yosef Martinez, because he scores 900 goals a year. Problem solved. There you go. I don't think that's the most glaring issue with this team. But if. Roman Montagnier, I am not backing down from my right back, my boy. Oh my god! Oh my god, he did is he good. It? Oh my god, he did. That's amazing, dude. Dude, <laughs> could you imagine a competent right yeah. back on this team? I can, and that's why it frustrates me. Yeah. Oh god, we would be so filthy. Wow. I mean, heck, he's he's not a good, not the best right back in the league, but I'd take Graham Zusi too <laughs> in yeah, that same position. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, second, are we talking like we just get them for the second half of the season? Or are we talking like this is a transfer that like sticks? I think it's just the second half of the season. Let's I think let's be uber short term about it. Yeah. Okay. So you say I was gonna do oh a second half of the season. <laughs> uh my thing is, if you grab a goal scorer, you know you're making the playoffs. Yeah. Like you know you're like good. I just can't. I can't yeah. in any rational mind say yeah. Ibrahimovic. So, <laughs> I, do you, I mean, I think sneaky I'm pick of Bama. Diego Chara because then you have him and Montiero in the same midfield and no one can win a ball? I'm taking Vela. All right. That's what I'm taking. Yeah, okay. I mean, just a beast, you know. By the way, if, uh, if it was a transfer transfer, I'm taking Mark Anthony Kay from LAFC. Okay. I uh, see. My answer would be. I think the same reasons, but if it was okay. a transfer transfer, I'm taking Paxton Pomacall. I that's also acceptable. I'm ta- I'm st- no love for Walker Zimmerman, guys. No love for nope. Walker Zimmerman. Nah. We don't need a center back. What do we need a center back for? Yeah. Uh, reasons, whatever. I don't know. Name name one. <sighs> Collins not much longer for this world. Okay, but we'll just go get another veteran center back. <sighs> Right, I mean, we do, we do have another center back who seems to be stuck in Bethlehem this year. So Benjamin Ofema, yeah, not that one. <laughs> um, that is not the one. Matt Real? Nope. Well, he's not a center back. I don't know why. <laughs> well, he's he playing is. Center he back. has been this year. <laughs> tell Matt Real that. <laughs> yeah. No, I tell Brendan Burke, Burke that as that, the first yeah. team. Let's start with Brendan. Hey, Burke. man, play him at center back. Okay, whatever. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry, who were you actually thinking of? I mean, I was thinking of McKenzie, but oh, he just oh. can't seem to buy. I was going to say Carlos Coronel got loaned back to whoever. So no, no, no. I just, either. McKenzie oh. can't seem to buy some time in Philadelphia this year. So Well, you know, process. He needs Maybe he needs to buy it. Maybe he needs to start paying for it. Maybe. But, I mean, man, the amount of, uh, the amount of social media activity he's got in the last two weeks. I'll you tell you, he's a really good dancer. He is a good dancer. I don't sure. think that increases your price tag by a whole lot. Right, he's got a second career lined up, let me tell you. I, I also think it's very season. important for us to point out that Carlos Coronel was a very good signing that I'm glad we got rid of because he played very well in the minutes that he needed to be. And for that, he was not the worst goalkeeper signing in Philadelphia Union history. That's so a very low bar to set. Yeah, I was going to say. There's one I, player who's at the I top wasn't of that saying list it for. I wasn't trying to pose this as we should build a statue for him. You kind of dunked on him a little bit too. That's true. Thanks for the yep. few games you played. 
I don't know how flattering this is going to come. You have a great beard. Let us know how flattering this comes up at the FTB pod. If you're Carlos Coronel or his agent, please DM us. Uh, once again, that was Paul Catrino Jr. that just said that. Uh, oh my god, I will put my name on anything, by all means. I know you will. God, Well, that's part do, of the problem. Al, Al do, you know how many, <laughs> do you know how many MAGA meatheads I have been fighting on Twitter uh, because of this Bedoya thing? It has because been Because of glorious. your bad Coronel takes? No, no. no. Oh. I, I explicitly said because of yeah. the whole Bedoya situation. Mm, and mm. God, it's just so fun waking up to 90 mm. Twitter notifications, Is knowing it? they're all just... I'll just want to shoot shots at you. Man, I, I'll i say whatever. It's all well, good. Feel free to follow us on Twitter and drop us with 90 Twitter notifications at VFDBpod if you'd like to talk <laughs> about, uh, I don't know, Carlos Cornell. If someone makes a tribute video for him, can you post it there? That'd be great. Please do. Um, yeah, please do that. Uh, anyway, I've been your mathematically longest-serving host of VFDBpod, uh, Evan Vlaw. Uh, that was Paul Katrina Jr. with his weird takes and love of Twitter notifications and maybe hatred for Carlos Cornell. And that was Justin Ashcraft with uh, general sensibility and respect and trust that I have for him on this podcast, which is why he is the glue that holds us all together. No Gordon can say so this week because we won 5-1? Uh, no, Correct. I would like to give it to someone. Uh, okay. Ben Olsen because he wears t-shirts what? as a manager. What? Okay. I, he, I don't... There's what? no... How do you come what? off as a professional head coach when you're just wearing t-shirts on the sideline? Okay, line? if we're going to have that conversation, baseball managers just wear jerseys, and it bothers me. So what? So it's a uniform. It's a, it's a team-mandated uniform. When are these you guys are literally me? showing up being like, yeah, I could play if I want to, but I don't, so I'm just going to manage. Okay, it's better than waking. It's better than waking up at six p.m. and be like, "Oh well, shit, so I have a seven p.m. game." I'm very glad you could be exposed to someone with terrible takes on this podcast. Oh my god, are you kidding? You guys aren't of as- all sports too. No, really, no. Yeah, I love that you gave a golden concession not to the manager that got suspended for saying a homophobic slur. By the way, well, it's not associated with the Philadelphia Union, but neither is Ben Olsen. We played against Ben Olsen's team. He's not associated with us, though. He's associated with it's the like game saying, like, that we I are met discussing. you once, so I'm dating your girlfriend or something. It's not the same. Oh, my good lord. Yeah. Paul, Don't show up to I'm, games in t-shirts no. if you're going to be on oh. camera for half the game. He's doing interviews with Marissa Pillar. Yeah, River he looks End, like you he guys just, in your t-shirt. He just rolled out of bed. He's like, I guess we should go ahead and try to compete right. today. Thanks, Paul. He didn't even know the score at halftime. Marissa Pilla okay. is talking to him at halftime. He says, oh, I don't know. we got to make adjustments. It's 3 nothing. It's 2 nothing, Ben Olsen. Okay. It's 2 well, it nothing. it should have been 3 if Casper didn't sky the penalty. I mean, he was... I My... Not yes. to get too off track, because Evan's really... Take, Evan's, like, trying to end this podcast. Uh, really try, there was, really there was a moment in the first... I believe it was the first half that... There was a injured DC United player on the field, and they turned the camera to Ben Olsen... With Marissa Pilla right in his ear trying to talk to him while his player is down injured on the field. I was like, oh, Love my it. Marissa Pilla. Yeah, she was like Love taking you. notes. She was, was, I'm she amazed they let her roam. Game, right? What yeah. was that? Anyway, uh, Justin, do you have any other like sensible takes before we get out of here? I mean, I thought Ben Olsen's t-shirt was nice. It was probably a very expensive t-shirt. It was probably oh a very my expensive God. t-shirt. I, I'm it was probably like, Goodbye. I agree. It was probably like an Armani like, 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 like $45 t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Justin, I appreciate your sensible t-shirt takes on like Paul. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, at VMTV Pod, let us know about your uh, your questions or your t-shirt takes or your uh, I, I don't know if you want to tell Paul that he's actually bad. You can do that there. Uh, until then, um, we'll catch you guys after we beat Houston. Question mark. Talk to you soon. Later. Thanks for listening to another episode of Views from the Bridge, a Philadelphia Union podcast. We can keep doing this through the help of our sponsors. The first, Roughneck Scarves. Roughneck Scarves is the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. The other, Golden Gold Press. Golden Gold Press is the best choice for you to get custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for just yourself or your organization. Go check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at goldengoldpress.com. Thanks to our network of soccer podcasts, the Beautiful Game Network. For your soccer news, opinions, and content, visit us at bgn.fm. Lastly, you can find us at VFTVPod on the Twitter and bgn.fm slash viewsfromthebridge with hyphens on the web. You can also find us wherever you consume your podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Go hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Thank you so much.